Welcome to today's edition of the Bible Class. Our teacher, Dr. Kenneth C. Hill, is teaching from the New Testament book of John. You may send your questions by email through our website at whcbradio.org. That's whcbradio.org. Or you may mail your questions to the Bible Class, care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Bluntville, Tennessee, 37617. And now, here is Dr. Hill with today's lesson. Welcome to the Bible class. We're continuing with our study in the Gospel of John. We're in chapter 11. Today we get to the exciting chapter where Lazarus comes forth from the dead. And we set this up with the reading of God's Word. In chapter 11, verse 1, Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus, of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters went unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. And uh, they sent unto him, saying, they sent apparently those who were friends of, mutual friends of Christ and theirs, and they went to see where Christ was to tell him that Lazarus was very ill. You can find that in Matthew chapter 26 and Mark chapter 14 as well. Verse 4, when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that, saith he to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and thou and goest thou thither again? And Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death. But they thought that he had spoken of taking rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, or the twin, unto his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now, in a matter of a minute or two, we have given you the entire story up to this point. The entire story is very simple. It's a simple story. A man got sick, a man died. That's pretty simple. However, it's not simple when you realize his friend was God the Son. And this certain man 
and when the scripture uses the term certain, it means there is a real man. This certain man was a guy named Lazarus. He was a friend of Jesus. He was a friend of the disciples. Jesus had spent time in the home of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. They were brothers and sisters. They were knit together as a family. And Jesus Christ was part of the reach of that family. Oh, that that would be the case with us today, my friend, that when people would see our family, they would see Jesus as part of our family. That Jesus would be seen as part of your family in your daily affairs and the things that you do and the things that you think about and the things that you want to do and the things that you're hoping for. That Jesus, the Christ, God the Son, the living very Son of God, that he would be your part of your family and seen as part of your family even as you go about your daily affairs. Unfortunately, we relegate often our friendship, as it were, with Christ, our family-ship, as it were, with Christ. We relegate it to a Sunday or one day a year or two days a year and not every day, all day, as we go about our business Lazarus was the brother of Martha and Mary. They lived in Bethany. And he was the focal point uh, of much of the Pharisees' uh, consternation as they were getting ready to crucify Christ after Christ raised him from the dead. Now, as we read in Scripture, when Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, he waited And he enhanced the miracle by waiting. He went, he performed one of his greatest miracles, and that miracle, of course, is that of resurrection. Jesus had performed two earlier resurrections, according to Luke chapter 7 and Luke chapter 8. This one was the one that John shows is noteworthy. No one could question it because he'd been dead four days and was buried. Lazarus was dead. This miracle was so convincing that the Pharisees plotted on how to kill Lazarus after he was raised from the dead so they wouldn't have that miracle haunting them. How foolish! How foolish these Pharisees were! Here they're going to kill Lazarus, or so they conspire to do so, did not do it, but they conspired to do so, so they could remove the evidence of resurrection. Oh my, these people, how demonically inspired they really were. Well, since Lazarus had been dead for four days, had been buried already, and it was such a wonderful miracle, we don't Uh, have much to go on except for the fact that his name was Lazarus and he was the brother of Mary and Martha. We don't know what his trade was. We don't know what his work was. We don't know what his character was. But he was endeared to both Jesus and to his disciples. And so were his sisters. Um, There's nothing else that we find in Scripture John chapter 11, John chapter 12, and that's about it. That's it. 
I haven't been able to find anything else on this Lazarus. Now we have another Lazarus mentioned, but that's another individual. Not one word was spoken by Lazarus that was recorded in John's account or anywhere else in Scripture. We don't have any account of his post-death experience or even his death experience. So it's important for us to understand that this is the account. This is it. There's no extra biblical stuff that we can throw in and try to make you believe something that is not presented. Remember, John was very tight with his words. He was very... Um, very uh, conservative in his editorial use. He uh, didn't write more than he had to because he was just writing to let you know the basics of all that Christ did to show him to be the very Son of God. And he does that quite well, doesn't he? In case you're wondering about Bethany, it's about two miles east of Jerusalem. I thought it might be a little further than that. I've been there several times. It's still just a little village. It's nothing much to look at. It's located on the winding road from Jericho to Jerusalem. Um, the uh, only thing that I can think of that it's noted for is the raising of Lazarus from the dead. Um, it was where Christ spent his time when he was coming into Jerusalem. He would stop in Bethany and spend the night with the family there. Um, so, I mean, it's, you know, right now in, in this uh, day and age, it's about a thousand people. I doubt if it was that much in those days. And the Arabs have changed the name of it, although it's still called Bethany by the Jews. And officially it is Bethany. If you write a postcard to Bethany, it goes there. Bethany, Israel. But it is an Arab town. And um, it's called El Azariah. The place of Lazarus in Arab, but it's Bethany, the house of uh, house of bread, I think, isn't it? I think so. Um, so anyway, um, if you go to Bethany today, and you have no problem getting there, normally you don't. It's right there at Jerusalem, like I say, a couple miles away. Um, if you go to Bethlehem, go to Bethany you will find a tomb called the Tomb of Lazarus. Now, that tomb has been called the Tomb of Lazarus since about the 4th century. If you want to take a look at it, you can take a look at it. It's there. It's uh, for you to review. Um, I don't know if they're charging anything to get in it. Normally they don't. Uh, but it's uh, up a hill and quite a ways, quite a walk to see the tomb of Lazarus, but Lazarus isn't there, okay? That was <laughs> since the 4th century. Uh, it's been known as the tomb of Lazarus, but there's no, necessarily, there's no uh, history there that would show you immediately, except for the fact it's been there since the 4th century, okay? Enough of that. Let's get back to the story. So Jesus waited, and he told his disciples plainly, after they misunderstood everything, that Lazarus was dead, and the reason he was dead was that this was to show forth the majesty of Jesus. This was to once again show who Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God, is. Okay? That's the reason for it. And so here we are with it. 
the raising of Lazarus. Now, uh, Mary and Martha sent a note to Jesus. That's how Jesus knew what was going on. He came on over there, but he came on over after Lazarus had been dead four days. Now, it says in verse 5, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And so, um, Thomas, the twin, Didymus means the twin. Thomas, the twin, said, let's go with him so we can die with him. So, (laughs) Thomas had the uh, most interesting attitude of all of them, I guess. But he was realistic. I mean, he was really realistic, Thomas was. Call him the doubter if you will, but the others were doubting too at the same time Thomas was or had been before they themselves saw the uh, resurrected Christ. But we're not there in the story yet. But here at the, uh, the outset of the story of Lazarus, Thomas is saying, okay, we'll go with you and we'll die with you. And so... Um, When Jesus came, he found that he had been laying in the grave four days already. Verse 17, 18. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs, or about um, two miles or so. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now this was normal to do this. This is what everyone did in Israel. It's what we do even to this day. Uh, When someone passes on to the next life, Uh, especially those that are clothed in the righteousness of Christ, we go to celebrate the life of that one that is passed on. Uh, We also go to comfort the bereaved. Now, in many cultures and in the Jewish culture, there was uh, a culture of mourning. And uh, you had to mourn so long and you had to mourn so loud and you had all those kinds of things you had to fulfill if you were going to mourn properly. And so there was probably those kind of mourners around as well. Uh, But there were a lot of people there. And uh, a lot of people came from Jerusalem probably because it was so close that they could walk it easily and be there. Um, Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was still sat still in the house. Verse 21, then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Now notice the faith that Martha has. The faith that Martha has is, if you'd been here, he wouldn't have died. We know that, because you would have saved him. But even if you wanted to ask for him to come back to life now, you could ask that of God. Because we know God will give you anything you ask. Verse 23, Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Now here's where verse 25 gets you. Listen. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead... Yet shall he live, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Here's the challenge. Martha had her theology. The theology was pretty good, in fact. She knew that there was going to be the resurrection at the last day. She understood that. 
Lots of people to this very day don't understand the resurrection, don't understand the Bema seat of Christ or the judgment seat of Christ, and uh, then they don't understand the last judgment. They don't have a clue. But Martha's theology was good. Martha's theology was good because she knew that if Jesus had been around, there'd been no death. She knew that if Jesus wanted to change things, he could. She had the right understanding, but now she's challenged. Jesus, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Martha, do you believe this? Are you listening and do you understand what I said? Do you believe it? Now look at her look at her answer. She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe thou that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. She gave assent to her faith. This woman was confronted and gave the right answer. She told of her faith in Jesus Christ. Her faith was not in a miracle. Her faith was in the Lord of miracles. And she so trusted him that as soon as she gave the answer, she turned Verse 28, And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister secretly, saying, The Master is come and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him, outside. Martha was so eager to see him, she ran outside. Now Mary goes. The Jews then which were with her in the house and comforted her when they saw Mary that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth to the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was, she saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. Now you know she and Martha had been talking about this. They came up on their own, probably, each one to the same idea, but they'd been talking about this. They'd had four days since he died. They'd talked about good times and bad times. They'd talked about family spats and family good times. They'd talked about how much they loved Lazarus. They talked about how important Lazarus was to the family. They talked about what they were going to do without a man in the house because it was a death sentence for most women not to have a man in the house, even though it was their brother, not their husband, but their brother. He took care of them. In that society, it was important. They'd talked about a lot of things, and they'd probably talked often about if Jesus had been here, he wouldn't have died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. Jesus wept. He cried. Why did he cry? 
He knew he was going to raise him from the dead. That was the next step. He was going to bring forth Lazarus from the grave. And yet in his humanity, in his grief for the passing of his friend, in his grief for the grief of his friends, he cried. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. And then the Jews said something that was correct. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. My friend, behold how Jesus loves you. Thank you for joining us today for this edition of the Bible Class with Dr. Kenneth C. Hill. You may reach us by email by going to our website, whcbradio.org, and sending us an email on the Contact Us link. That's whcbradio.org. If you prefer to use the Postal Service, our address is The Bible Class, WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Bluntville, Tennessee, 37617. That's the Bible class, care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Bumpville, Tennessee, 37617. You may also call us at 423-878-6279. Until our next Bible class program, we are trusting that the Lord will richly bless you as you serve Him.